You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. Okay, I am going to jump to a verse over in 1 Kings. And uh, let me get this going. 1 Kings chapter 6. You guys know what we're talking about, most of you. Uh, If not, let me see if I can do this right. Yeah, that's the wrong one. If not, you can go to our website and pull up our, our recent messages, either follow you know watch us on youtube or uh pick it up but we're talking about where in in peter he told us he he talked about jesus being the living stone and then he said as we come to him the living stone as we come to him we also become living stones and we've laid a lot of foundation about that we'll dig into that some more next week but the Lord's really had this verse in First Kings in my heart. And in First Kings, it, there's, there, the Lord takes three chapters at least to talk about the building of the temple, Solomon's temple in the Old Testament. That whole thing is a prophetic picture of what God is doing today in the church, what the Lord Jesus is doing. He said, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not stand against it, Right. The, the scripture says, we, as we receive, we talked about this last week, find this in Matthew 16, as we receive revelation of who he is, we become a part of him. We, we become like him. He imparts truth into us through revelation of the word of God. And that's why it's so important to listen to it constantly, to read it constantly, to meditate on it constantly, because the Holy Spirit will take the word that you're hearing and will bring it alive on the inside of you. That's what revelation is. And Matthew 16 tells us that, you know, Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? And then he asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter spits out, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, you're blessed because people didn't tell you that. He'd already listed what people were saying about Jesus. Same things they're saying about him today. And, and, but he said, you, you're blessed because you didn't get that from people. You got that from the Father by revelation. The Father revealed that to you. And he goes right into, he says, because that revelation came to you, that revelation is going to be the huge, immovable, cliff-faced type rock that I will build my church upon. And he said, and I'll tell you who you are, Simon. The guy's name was Simon. Simon, son of Jonah, okay? So I'll tell you who you are, Simon. You are, we have the name Peter. It means a small piece of rock. It is, you have become a part of the same material that I am, but you are movable, you are usable, you are, uh, you will be a part of of what I am doing in the earth. And then those scriptures over at So First Peter, when he starts writing those letters, he says, as we come, and we saw that that means not just make Jesus the Lord of your life, but enter into a continuous conversation with him, receive revelation from him. As we come to him, we become living stones. And he is building us together as the temple of God in the earth, the church in the earth, place where he dwells and a place that manifests him, okay? A people that manifest him. 
And so here in 1 Kings, again, this is about the physical temple being built, but it's a prophetic picture of what God's doing in us. And so I want to just give you just a little bit on this will be done today. In verse 7, it says, while it, the temple, was being built, the house was built of stone, prepared and finished, pre-cut at the quarry, and no hammer, axe, or iron tool of any kind was heard in the house while it was under construction. So this is a picture of the fact that the work that God is doing to shape, we talked about the fact that we as living stones, we're being shaped by the Holy Spirit. He is working in us as we're in relationship with him. And he is, Jesus called it, um, Jesus called it pruning. He is, he is removing dead stuff from us and he is bringing more life into us. And, and the scripture says we're being transformed into his likeness. It, in many ways, it talks about this shaping process that is our life here on earth as Christians as we interact with him. And this is a picture of that. But the interesting thing is what this means, well, there was no, no axe, no, no jackhammer, no nothing heard in the temple as it was being put together, that's a prophetic picture of the fact that it is the Holy Spirit that does the necessary work in us. It is not the work of man. In other words, it's not the work of self-effort on our part to make ourselves into the kind of living stone that God has, that God wants you to be the place that you have in his body and reaching out into the world. It is the Holy Spirit. It's not the work of man. That doesn't mean we don't receive from men, that we don't receive from people. God has set gifts in the, in the church to teach us and to train us, and it says to equip us for every good work. But it is the Holy Spirit working in us as individuals, working as in us collectively, working in us through the other gifts in the body. When we receive revelation, if you're here today and you receive revelation because of something Jamie said, something Boyd said, something I say, something during worship, well, that came through people, but it's the Holy Spirit and the word of God. And so what he's really saying here is there was no sign of human effort in those, the shaping of those stones. And the amazing thing is they brought them in and they fit together. They fit together because of that work that was not one of self-effort, okay? Does that make sense to you? So the Lord is doing the same type of thing in us today. And again, it doesn't mean we're not ministered to by people. That's for sure true. But it, it's the gospel, the Bible says, it is the power of God unto salvation. And, and the scripture, it's so interesting because it talks about, it, it says we, we have been saved, right? And we are being saved. And we will come to a place of completed salvation. We are saved in the sense we've given, if you've given your life to Jesus today and accepted him as savior, well, you're saved, you belong to him. And, and your spirit man has been recreated in him. And, but then there's this process that we all go through, every one of us, of transformation, becoming, it says, conformed to the image of his dear son throughout our life. So, and that's the bearing of fruit. It's, it's the transformation we go through. And then the Bible uses terms that talk about a completed salvation. And really, 
when we talk about completed salvation, we're, we're talking about at, at the resurrection, when our bodies are changed and we see him face to face, we will be complete. And all the way along in between, we're letting him change us because everything he does in your life makes that life better. Everything he does in your life is, is, is for your benefit, okay? Um, so he says here that the house was built of stone, prepared and finished. Let me just give you a couple of definitions here. It says prepared and finished. This comes, of course, from the Hebrew. And it means, first of all, those terms mean, first of all, to make full and complete. All right, so the work the Lord is doing in each of us is to make us full and complete for the, for the work that he has for us. It describes a process of bringing the stone to the perfect shape for its part in the designer's work. God, you've already heard this this morning. Boyd talked about it. God has a plan and a purpose and a design for your life, for the people you will interact with. And it is no less, no matter what it looks like, it is no less than anyone else's place in the body of Christ. Paul talks about that over in 1 Corinthians. He talks about how essential each part of the body is to every other part. We don't like, we don't like to lose any parts of our body, right? I mean, it's uh, not a good thing. So this describes this process. He's filling in weak or lacking areas in us. He's removing rough edges. And again, he does that through his word. He does that through bringing us revelation of himself, through his word, his person, the Holy Spirit, all working together in us. And that's why it's so important for us to receive what he says to us. You know, again, Peter was changed from Simon to a piece of the rock by receiving a revelation from the Father. It's how it happened. It's what Jesus said. And it's the same thing for us. It is the same thing. What a, what a deal. I mean, I, it's, it's, there's just about nothing better than having the Holy Spirit reveal something to you from the Word of God. The Scripture here in 1 Kings, it takes several chapters, three chapters, the way I look at it, to describe in minute detail. It's one of those passages we just read over, at least I do. I start reading through it and it starts talking about, you know, Hiram came in and he, and he carved this flower and that flower and this and that and put this on it and, and, all, and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, cool. And it goes on and on and on and on like that. The idea there is the Holy Spirit will work to the minutest detail in us to shape us for his purpose for us. We don't have to just figure out how to do it. We don't have to try and, you know, self-effort the whole thing. You know, when the priests, as they started to serve in the temple, they they wore uh, linen or, or cotton or something. Anyway, the idea was there, the idea there was no sweat. We're not going to have a bunch of sweat because it's evidence of human effort in the temple. All right? I'd have liked that because I sweat a lot. And, and so, but, so the scripture takes like three chapters to describe the detail that was put into that temple. It's a picture for us. There's nothing too small for him to care about in your life. And there's nothing too small uh, 
you know, for us to, to bring to him. And we can trust him so much to, to shape us, to deal with us, to, to do what he's doing in us. All right. That, those phrases, uh, that phrase also means to make safe. All right. Prepared. It means to make safe. And I believe, you know, we live in a world where right now where there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. And I don't believe God wants us to live in fear. So I believe there's a sense of safety. There's a sense of security, maybe is a better word, about our lives as we give them over, as we do yield ourselves to the word and give them over. There's a sense of security about life where we might not be able to see in the natural what the next year or two or three or five is going to look like. But as we give ourselves to him, there's a sense of security that God, he's He's working on the minutest details. Surely he cares uh, about my future, okay? The second part of that to make safe is he makes us safe for use. Because what is our use? Our use is to love people. It's to minister to people. It's to have relationships with people. It is to spread his kingdom to people. It's to interact with people. And as he shapes us, we become more and more safe for him to use. Okay, so some of those rough edges are off. We're not cutting people's hands. We're not, you know, ripping them up as we draw near to them lives. This makes sense to you. There's this place of safety. He can trust us with the hearts of people. And then Finally, that that term, prepared and finished, it means, this is interesting to me, to bring back to its natural or intended form. God designed humanity to be his dwelling place, to be his partners, not, not to just be distant worshipers. That was the design. And so a lot of times what we find is, as God is shaping us, into what he designed us to be, and I'm talking about as individuals, he'll start leading you in a direction that may feel foreign at at the beginning, but all of a sudden in that process, you'll realize, you know what? He's speaking to something. He's calling me to something. He's speaking to something that doesn't feel so alien. Actually, this is natural for me. I didn't know it was natural for me, but as he begins to work in me, all of a sudden it's like, I'm finding my place. I'm finding my purpose. I'm finding who I am. I'm discovering who I am in my life, in his body, in the world, in every kind of of outreach, in every kind of ministry, for lack of a better term, reflecting him, releasing him. All right. And when we yield to his work, we find his life. And then we find as that, li- that life puts new desires in our hearts. And, and instead of it feeling totally alien, it might be, I mean, my life is completely different than it was before I met Jesus. But it doesn't feel alien. It feels like what I was created for. It feels like what he made me for. And it's the same for every one of us. Okay? So he fills us. He makes us complete makes us full, brings satisfaction. He, he prepares us and he makes us safe and keeps us safe. And when it comes down to this, he, he brings us to the place of what we were created for, something that 
is our natural, our, our original design. All right, let's stand up and pray today. Did you get something out of church today? I won't, I won't say anything mean. It's just like, never mind. It wasn't going to be mean, but sometimes my jokes don't go over so well. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. God, you have poured out on us today. And Lord, we choose right now. Lord, we know. We said it at the beginning of the service. We gather in here as the church so we can go out there and be the church effectively. And so, Lord, we receive what you have poured into us today. And, Lord, we know you're going to open opportunities for us. And, and Lord, we, we go to those opportunities with confidence that you've already given us. What, what other people and other situations need, it'll come right up out of us by your Spirit. We thank you for that. We are your people. We are your children. We are your church. We, we are your body in this earth. And, Lord, we ask you for those opportunities to step out and pour out what you've given to us. So we receive what you've given. We cover it over. We receive it as seed. We treasure it. We hold it. We will not allow it to be stolen from us when we walk out these doors. And, and Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right. If you still, if you need prayer for something specific, I'll be up here. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Maybe others would love to pray for you this morning, but we want you to get prayer if you still need prayer. And otherwise, you guys go out there and be the church. Let's say it on the count of three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world will be dismissed. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Amen. For listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.